It's episode 1093. It's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And once again, sitting in for Derek and Jamie, our friend, the sixth man of the year from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Dude, we're we're glad you're with us. Well, okay, we are now, we're in full-on mid-August. Summer's ending. Fall's ramping up. Not temperature-wise, but, you know, things happening. Uh, Jesse, I got to tell you, I was, this week, I was watching Hard Knocks, which I do. I'm not an NFL guy. I watch no games, but I always watch Hard Knocks. Yeah. And the the team they're following is your team. I was thinking about you last night. Like, how are you feeling? I got to know. What are your thoughts about this Hard Knocks where they're following your team, the Jets? Well, listen. If uh, there's a couple quick things, one, if the Hard Knocks, if Jets are going to be on Hard Knocks, it's going to be a fun Jets team. The last time it was like the Rex Ryan team, which was an all timer in 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 the in the history of Hard Knocks. Um, Was that the one where one of the players started listing all of his children's names, and it was like 19 children? He couldn't remember them all. Braylon yeah, Edwards, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, and Rex Ryan was a colorful personality, and they had they had Mark Sanchez. And but anyway, this year uh, I watched the first episode Tuesday night. Cameron was texting me the next day to get my thoughts on it. Um, the notable thing about the New York Jets this year is they have brought in Aaron Rodgers. Now, the one thing that is interesting about the Jets is they're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Most of the guys on that roster are in their like early to mid twenties. Aaron Rodgers turns 40 this year. That means when right. these when when most of the players were were you know in their formative years from ages like 7 to 12 years old or you right. know watching the NFL Aaron Rodgers was winning Super Bowl was was like a one yeah. of the top tier. So these teammates of Aaron Rodgers were literal children watching Aaron Rodgers th- throughout their entire childhood. There was yeah. one moment where a player came up to him and literally said, hey, man, I've been watching you play football since I've been seven years old. And now they're teammates. Whoa. And, and it, I'll say this. Like, Aaron Rodgers, I know, is a lot of people have strong opinions about him in NFL circles. It made you really like him, but also like – just as like old man Rogers, he was great. He was so fun yeah. to watch. Like not yeah. only was he still balling out there and, and the highlights, yeah. obviously they kind of can selectively edit. He was seemed like an interesting, genuine dude. I remember a couple of years ago, like he was on Instagram and just went to go watch the Super Bowl alone with Rob Bell. Like he's just one of those guys or he'll like go on like an ayahuasca retreat. Like he's one of those dudes that just does random stuff. But you kind of get, get an appreciation for like, you know what? I, I don't know what I think about him, but I will say this. It is wildly entertaining watching him play football and watching him interact with people that are literally half his age. Okay, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. I had no idea that he watched the Super Bowl with Rob Bell. Yep. But why did you say he watched the Super Bowl alone with Rob Bell? I think Rob it was Bell? just him and Rob Bell. I remember like <laughs> but, seeing stories. But he's not alone. He's with Rob Bell. Yeah, but I don't think he was at a Super Bowl party that Rob Bell was oh. at. I think for some reason, he was just like, hey, Rob Bell, want to watch the Super Bowl together? Like, he is just a random, he's one of the most like random dudes ever. And you get that impression watching the show that he just seems like, if you were to random if you were ended up just at the same thing as Aaron Rodgers one night and he's like, hey, man, you want to road trip all night to, to Niagara Falls and just see what happens? You would get the impression that he would probably do something like that. Would and totally you'd be like, that. I'm in for the ride, man. And you would never forget. It's like when people have those Bill Murray stories where Bill Murray will just walk up to a crowd on the streets of New York and just take them mm-hmm. out for a wild night. You get like you get the impression that is every day for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm here for <laughs> the hard knocks. I'm here for the whole Jet season. But hard knocks can be wildly entertaining. Can't Cameron, as a non-Jets fan, what was your impression? I mean, I thought the generational divide thing was hilarious because I did not know this because I didn't watch the NFL last year, but the Jets had the top 
offensive uh, uh, rookie wide receiver and the top, you know, defensive player Sauce rookie Gardner. as well. Yeah. Right. And so there's this one shot where they are about to play the Hall of Fame game, the preseason exhibition game. But like all these players were getting, uh, you know, put into the Hall of Fame before the game. And so there's this shot, <laughs> national anthem, they're standing up waiting and Aaron Rodgers and the first guy you said, the offensive rookie, are standing Wilson, side yeah. by side and they're just they're just talking to each other and and Aaron was trying to tell him hey man appreciate this moment I mean like one day that could be you going to the Hall of Fame and the kid goes yeah man I have legit aspirations to play in the NFL for 40 years and Aaron Rodgers looks at him "Uh uh-huh like just like the generational divide between yeah. 21 years old and 40 years old was never more evident than that one scene. Yeah. But it's going to be fun to watch these guys. Yeah. So I, I, congratulations, I'm, I'm, buddy. Oh, it's uh, this is the Jets fans don't get very much to be excited about getting hard knocks. Whether <laughs> whether the season ends up with a train wreck, it's 50 50. Either the Jets are going to be awesome and like storm or, through the playoffs, or it is going to be an utter train wreck by week three. I don't care. I'm here for it. It's entertaining, and that's why we have watched this. Thing. Marty, you a Dolphins guy? Uh, I'm a. I be honest with you, my whole entire family loves the Jets. Um, my uncle, right. huge Jets what? fans. Everyone's from New J-E-T-S, York. You know man. Everyone's from New York. They support the Jets. I couldn't name you one player. I couldn't name you. I don't. I don't know if you guys are talking Aaron about Aaron Rodgers. There you go. I, I thought that was for some reason a chicken company, but that I think that those that team is great, and I hope that they take it. And uh, you know, best of luck to Mister <laughs> Rodgers and uh, you know his whole crew. <laughs> Emily, Emily, real quick. Our, I know you, you we, last last episode. Now, for people who listen, we talk extensively how meaningful, like old old school Disney Prime, Selena Gomez, yeah, yeah. was to you. That's probably the equivalent. That's probably the equivalent. To talk about Taylor Swift. That, you know, that, that sentimentality welcome. is probably the equivalent of what I have for a lot of professional sports. Does the NFL mean anything, or, or would you watch Hard Knocks just for sort of the reality show aspect of it? Um, let me just preface this with saying I'm sorry to my father because this is going to break his heart, but I uh, could not be paid to watch it. It just has no interest to me whatsoever. Um, yeah, as you were talking about Aaron Rodgers, all I could think about was his most recent relationship with um, Shailene Woodley, who was the star of like the Divergent series. Like, oh, I saw her at the airport. That's the only yeah. famous person I've seen. Oh, yeah, in you told me that. Yeah, like that—that's my extent of football knowledge. Is who that's they're dating. Um, so if she's on the show, I'll watch her clips. She might show up. I mean, I'll be honest. Well, I think they broke up. So. Roger seems like kind of a wild card. He could roll into he's camp a big with guy. anything. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like he's like I, six foot, and she's like five foot. He's, like, a, he's a professional NFL player. Yeah, he's of course huge. He's, a he's the size of a freaking car out of a tree. Like, I just feel like it's an odd couple. Like, they're so different. But I will say this. When, when Liev Schreiber, the, the actor, showed up to training camp, because he does the voiceover, the, the very dramatic voiceover for I Hard Knocks. I had no Knox. idea yeah. that was him. That was crazy. And, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers was so fascinated. And all he wanted to do was, was to talk to him the entire time and try to convince other players how big of a deal it was that you know kind of a B C list actor was there on the sidelines but Aaron Rodgers was so fascinated just by his ability to do the NFL voiceover that he basically ignored training camp for an entire day just to make mm-hmm. com- like a random conversation even though when Liev Schreider didn't seem all that interested at some point Aaron Rodgers would not stop talking to him and I was like you know what I'm here for this I'm here for the ho- every episode of Hard Knocks this year okay I did just want to look this up because I thought I was Right, like and I wanted to confirm. Daughter. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of an <laughs> like, age. You're both Googling. Yeah, you're you're both, Marty, are you like, a five? Are you an Enneagram five? Are you a researcher? I'm a three. A three. I'm a three, three five. Three the four wing. I'm a three five, actually. You can't be a three five. You'd be a three four. Three four. Yeah. Whatever, the artistic whatever side. Look at this yeah, picture. Yeah. Look at this picture right. I just sent you guys in the chat. Doesn't that look like dad and daughter? Yeah, no, it's an interesting couple. I have a lot of thoughts about them. But I want to confirm this. He went to two different Taylor Swift shows this year. Um, So he is... He's a Swifty. I will give him that. And so that that, does, that means a lot to me. This is wild. If, if, if you had a pick, right, uh, Emily, there's two people going for government. One is a Swifty. One is an anti-Swifty. And one of them... Anti-Swifty. Anti-Swifty. And then you have a Swifty. Now, the person who's Swifty supports abortion. The person who's anti-Swifty oh doesn't. Who are you voting for? 
Emily, do not answer this question. Thank you very much for the for offering it, Marty. Okay, <laughs> moving right What's on. What's abortion? What do you choose? I just shared another picture that appears to be Rob Bell and Aaron Rodgers going surfing oh, together. I'm just telling you, he's one of the most interesting oh, wow. dudes out there. Who, yeah. Rob Bell? Well, and Aaron Rodgers. Rob Bell and Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> okay, sorry. let's compare well, the pictures like Aaron, of Aaron Rodgers. Do we like Rob Bell, by the way, on the show? Because if I say this Love next him. comment and start going that direction. Okay. He always looks like he's caught off guard. He just always looks like <laughs> sloppy. His hair is always like he's always sweating and, and dra- his clothes are sticking to him. I'm always like, what's going on with this guy? Who is Rob Bell, by the way? Who is that? Is he an old He player? was the pastor of a, of a church in Grand Rapids, Marcel. Michigan. Is he a player? While he Basketball was at Mars. No, while he was at Mars Hill Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, he did a teaching series of Bible you know, messages called NUMA in the 2000s. This is pri- prior to YouTube, yeah. so you would buy the DVDs oh, of wow. NUMA. And I they were like saved. I didn't know what was going on back then. They were interesting, like well shot cinem- cinem- cinematography, and like it was just like it was good. And then he abruptly left. Grand Rapids and Mars Hill and moved to LA and he was going to do a show and other things. He had other ideas. The show never happened. And he's just been in LA doing like seminars and writing books. I don't know what he's doing now. So there you go. Rob Bell he used to be a pastor. He kind of got shunned out of the church because of a book uh, he wrote called Love Wins, uh-huh. where he questioned the theology of heaven and hell. And that, you know, is a little bit more universalist in his theology. And that basically, you know, excommunicated him from Christian bookstores and stuff in the 2000s. So, yeah. I do want to talk about in these two photos you sent, one of Aaron Rodgers with Shailene Woodley, his girlfriend, and the other with Rob Bell. Former. His smile is significantly bigger than the one with Rob Bell, and that is very funny to me. <laughs> well, there's another one with, with hanging out with Pete Holmes, another kind of, you know, per, who, who's been in Relevant multiple times, uh, where he also seems to be smiling, you know, bigger than it is with his, his, his ex-girlfriend, yeah. Also, I've been with Pete Holmes. I interviewed Pete Holmes in his home, and Pete Holmes is tall. But this picture of Pete Holmes and Aaron Rodgers makes Aaron Rodgers look like he's like 5'8". Right? Like, this is crazy. What's up with that wow. hairstyle that, like, pastors had in the 2000s, like Judah Smith, Rob Bell, where they'd, like, they'd almost, like, let it, like, hang off the side of their face with their hair? You ever see that? Like, was that a style back then? I don't know. Is that, like, a... Like, do you ever notice that? Like, the hairstyles yeah, of Christians like are really outlandish. <laughs> And they only exist in our world. In the mainstream, they're like, who is this guy, right? Like, who, why would he have, like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spam you guys a bunch of pastor photos with this hairstyle. No, why are you doing this? Uh, it's so this? aggressively <laughs> hairstylish. I don't know how to say this, but what's up with this style? Like, why is this, a, is it like a new age thing? <laughs> Dude, the, the, the mid-2010s, the mid-2010s were a rough we're era rough for, for Christian hair. pastors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to one of our favorite authors, Max Licato. He has a new book coming out next month called God Never Gives Up On You. September 12th, it comes out. Uh, conversation you're going to hear today is your first peek at that content. So you don't want to miss that. Also, we have uh, a little a little game at the end of the show that you don't want to miss. But stay tuned. Right now, up next, it's slices. Don't dance with the devil in D. Hold hands with the powers that be. No chance with the feeling ain't free. One mind, one body, one speed. All right, hold in your life. You're listening to King's Kaleidoscope. The song is Radiant Reason. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Glory of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices! What do you have, Jesse? 
All right, I have uh, I have a, a an old fashioned twofer, and I'm going to keep both quick because I have two. I wanted I've seen this story floating around, and I had to I had to like look. I actually did a deep dive on this this morning about a Texas woman named Peggy Jones. Which, by the way, if you find a more Texas name than Peggy Jones, let me know. I mean, no nonsense. Yeah. She's not taking any gruff. Literally, Peggy. Peggy. I was gonna. She's Texan. So was Peggy yeah. Hill from King of the Hill. Like it is. It is straight, <laughs> straight down yeah. the middle. Texas name. Uh, yeah, she's so, a straight shooter, right there. That salt Peggy, of the earth. That's why I have no yeah. idea, um, yeah, or, or no reason to doubt her story, because yeah. when I read the headline, I was like, oh, "This is hilarious." I got to see this. That a woman was gardening, and a snake fell out of the sky onto her and began attacking her, and then a hawk swooped down on her and started attacking the snake causing her to be under attack by two animals and i thought this is hilarious it's got to be a video this is great this is hilarious this is perfect right upside then i read the story and i'm like oh my gosh i don't know if this is like i like it went from funny to straight up nightmare zone and i don't want peggy's fine peggy's fine well she's gonna make a full recovery she's not fine yeah, you wrap around her arm yeah yeah, yeah yeah well i saw it pre i saw a, flo- a photo floating around a pre-wrap and it looked horrific here's what happened a hawk is flying over, and the hawk had captured a snake in its talons that it was going to eat, you know, because that's what hawks do. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. it lost its grip, or it was a particular, I'm guessing it was a particularly feisty snake that was probably biting at the hawk. The hawk right. let it go. It fell directly onto this woman's arm and wrapped itself oh. around the her arm and started squeezing. Question. When I walk in a field, my arms are by my side. She's gardening. Yes. Why She's is gardening. Her- her arms are out, yeah. like a, a stretched tending out. The garden. Garden. I got it. Tending the garden. Tending the garden. Oh my god! Okay. Snake falls on, and I, and I guess it goes to like tree branch mode and wraps it up and gets really tight on it. And she's obviously you're gardening, you're minding your own business, and a snake falls onto your arm and wraps itself around you. You're gonna start freaking Whoa. out. So she starts freaking out and trying to rip the snake off. Well, the snake starts biting her repeatedly oh on the arm as she's trying to rip the snake off. A hawk swoops down from the sky talons out and starts attacking the snake and she starts attacking the hawk which just starts attacking her she is under attack of two animals before she's eventually able to fight them off she's just trying to pluck a tomato you know she's from minding her you know? own business oh and, this is, and she starts praying like her she was saying oh awful. jesus help me she literally said, I thought I was going to die. And at first I thought, when I read the headline, I was like, oh, this is funny. You get attacked by a hawk and a snake at the same time. No, no, no. It, her arm looked mangled. It looks bad. I, could, <laughs> I, finally, I finally found the photo of it. I'll send it to you guys right now. It, it, you, you don't did even you, want to see you, it. Yeah, it's in a newspaper. Marty, it's actually in a newspaper. It's, it's, it's awful. It looks it's really like she bad. got attacked by a hawk and a oh snake at the God. same time. I'm, I'm, That's putting what I'm, it, I'm putting it in the chat right now. Look at her arm. It's the biggest it's a piece HD of tenderized I've ever seen. meat. Hey, yeah, dude. It looks bad. Here, I just posted it for you guys. Some it's sites right are under blurring it. Christianity Today article that I posted. Oh, my God. I know. This is, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That looks like the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Bad. Anyway, uh, anyway, Peggy, we're glad you're okay. I'm sorry yeah. this has become a novelty story. Yeah. And there's no moral of this story. There's is nothing the you okay? can do. Is the snake okay? This could happen. I'm just kidding. I want to know how did she get them like she won the fight clearly so like her husband uh, jumped in to help her and eventually got the snake off and the hawk got distracted but I want to say moral of the story is there is no moral of the story the moral of the story is (laughs) this could happen and will happen to everyone listening to this podcast at any (laughs) moment of their life Life when they're wandering around outside Jesse it's not a matter if it's when thank you I want to thank you, Jesse, for bringing this story up because it forced Marty to stop posting photos of Pat mid 2010s pastor hair, which is distracting me because he keeps filling our chat with these stupid swipey. It just looks like 2008 was a person. If 2008 was a person, it just looks like that right there. Those people are 2008. There, it's like Superman. All I'm he saying. got frozen, and there's the whole thing. It just like all like I'm saying is Luke you never Skywalker. know. You never know what day you'll just be minding your own business and be savagely attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time. But do know this, that day will come. Anyway, slice number two. (laughs) Slice number two. 
toy company Mattel is looking for a uh, someone to be their chief Uno officer, and they're going to get paid a sizable f- a sum over uh, $200 an hour, $227 an hour, uh, basically to play Uno. And uh, uh, they're, they're, uh, the latest version of the game, which is called Uno Quattro, and you know, kind of post about it on social media, kind of find different interesting things about the game. Now, I, I think this is a really cool opportunity for Uno players, but... I want to caution you because when I used to live in or, or Florida, there that is the home of EA Sports, the the video game That's franchise, right. Right. and Madden, yeah. and I remember Downtown seeing Orlando. signs sometimes that they were hiring game testers for EA Sports. That's and right. I was at a party one time and I was chit chatting with people, making the rounds, and I ran into someone that said they were a game tester at EA Sports. I'm like, no way! That seems like the coolest job ever. I can't believe he's like, no, no, it is. It is the worst job you can possibly imagine. He's like, most of the times, I don't even get it out of the menu screens. Mm. Like, most of the times, I'm, like, going through the options menu. You know, like, when you yeah, go you into the menu. Yeah, wow, I never thought about that. He's like, most of it is not even game. So, you could be the, the chief Uno officer thinking that you're just pl- hanging out with your buds all day playing Uno when you're really just sitting there reading the rule book and matching it up to game. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying I talked to an actual EA game tester and it said it was a terrible job. So, just be cautious out there, chief Uno officer. Was May he getting not be paid as cool 200 as bucks an hour, though? Because I think I could do that for 200 bucks an hour. The EA person? I didn't ask about the pay. It's a little ghost at a party. Sure, sure. All right. What do you have, Emily? Um, there was an announcement last week from uh, the office star Leslie David Baker who played Stanley Hudson that he was giving up plans to launch a spinoff series um, he announced this back in 2020 raised like over $100,000 for it and has just been sitting on it ever since and he said he wanted to do like a spinoff call it Uncle Stanley or Uncle Stan um, just about the life of Stanley Hudson who no was that. nobody wants that the grumpiest man <laughs> uh, yeah I hate his character. He was the worst character. Especially when he yelled at Michael, I hated him. Whoa. I love Johnny Yellow. Jesse, who's your favorite character? Creed. No no question. No No question. question. Would you watch a spinoff of Creed? Yeah, I would. All day. All day. day. I mean, all day. I feel like he's interesting. You know, like he's interesting enough, and there's so little clarity on his backstory that it could be pretty awesome. Yeah. Stanley's the least well, have you, person I want to know. Him probably be it would probably be Stanley and Angela, my two people I don't want anything to do with. Yeah. Well, the way that the show ends too is Stanley retires and moves to Florida to make those little weird Florida. birds yeah. statue things. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. am I going to watch him make those bird statues? Like, what what was yeah. the point of this? By the way, if you watch Peacock, the super fan cuts. They, I think they have six seasons yeah. now. There's so much more Creed content really? that was cut out cut out of the main show. Yeah, Jesse, you should watch it. Yeah. Oh. It's, it, I think of you every time. I watch it every day. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I started watching the first season last week. I just was like, you know what? I want to laugh and like have some nostalgic fun. And man, that show is just aged well. It's such a good show. It ha- Dude, it, you know what's weird about watching the Superfan versions is like, there's entire storylines that they cut out. Yeah, on I, the main show. it was a little bit. It was a little. It, I can understand why they cut it because it, it really the mm-hmm. first two seasons were like wholesome, and then like there are certain parts in the cut were like a little bit more edgy, and I feel like it was a little bit different for sure. It made you see the characters a lot different too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. All right, what do you have, Marty? Nothing. I have not. You have nothing. <laughs> All right. I'm just, okay, I'm just kidding, Cameron. Listen, there's something happened. Yesterday, the Doves, uh, Christian Grammys, aka, were announced, and uh, Social Club got Album of the Year nominee. Um, that means I've been Come nominated on, 15 times and won two times so far. Um, and, you know, shout out to Lecrae for winning every year. Really cool to know that he's just going to win and take it. Um, appreciate, you know, just being nominated. But, you know, Lecrae Is he wins nominated literally. this year? Yes, he wins. I have never beat Lecrae. Ow. The only time I've lost to someone who wasn't Lecrae was KB. And that was cool. But Cray sometimes doesn't even show up. And I'm like there by myself. And there, there, no one showed up in the whole forfeit. category except for me and Fern. We're just like this. And the worst part is, too, it's like winner is Lecrae. And then they, they're the camera because we're the only ones there, me and Fern. It just goes on us. And we're like this. And we're like, you know, just looking at the kid. They just have us. So You should do I like hope- a thumbs down. Like, mm. No, do a big thumbs up. Just two thumbs up. Yeah. Yay. We all love Lecrae. Yeah. I want this last yeah. time. 
Hey, so we're uh, pulling for yeah. you, man. So I hope. Congrats yeah. on the noms. Hopefully a win. Uh, yeah, nomination. Uh, New Hollywood. Uh, um, uh, Limo Blaze got uh, also Stephen Malcolm, RG. So there's some heavy hitters in the category. I'm excited um, to, to even be nominated, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was pretty cool. The, thing, the the nomination list is cool. The the problem I have is that the voting the voters don't listen to y'all's music. That's the problem. Yeah, like, that's my impression. Well, I mean, you have to understand too. Like the first voting round is like thirty people, and then you have to narrow it down to thirty people mm-hmm. uh, from thirty people. So you have a lot of people are winning by like two or three votes. And so for us, I you know we have tried to. Um, we love going to those shows. I mean, we never get invited anywhere else. So why, you know, I'm not going to the Grammys, so I want to go to something, and I love the GMAs. And they're, they're sweetest people in the world. They always take care of us. And, you know, um, it, it's fun to go because, you know, it's like, a, you know, you're hanging out with all your friends. You're hanging with Crowders over here. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pissing off Chris Tomlin over there. I got him mad the other day. Um, you know, I'm just getting Good. everybody upset, telling jokes, having fun. It was great. I interrupted a, a conversation. Chris was talking to somebody. I know it was important. And I walk up. I'm like, Chris, what's going on? And he doesn't know who I am. He, no one calls him Chris. They call him Mr. Tomlin. So I walk up and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he was like, they both, him and this guy, this other famous guy was like, they're talking, look at me like, and I was like, hey, I was like, I bought your song when I got saved in 2012. He was like, cool. And I was like, all right. And I just walked away. That's pretty much how those things go. Year, years and years ago, yeah. Mr. Tomlin uh, was performing at a passion conference. Uh, not passion. Uh, another conference we were at. Relevant was there. We had our team there. Uh, Mr. Tomlin met one of our employees, and they dated for two years. So that was oh, wow. that was fun. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, little, they're all little married Aaron, and happy little now. Aaron not... Rodgers and uh, Shannon Woodley type situation. I get <laughs> there it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and Rob Bell was there. He married okay. him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, Max Lucado joins us. Listening to our missing, our period missing. The song is My Time is a Ghostly Someone Else. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Max Licato. He's a best-selling author who's here to talk about his upcoming book, God Never Gives Up On You, which releases September 12th. Uh, he shares with us how his new book was inspired by the story of Jacob and how his life has been transformed by God's grace, mercy, and relentless love. Here's our conversation with Max Licato. I really am so honored to speak with you today about um, your upcoming book, God Never Gives Up On You, because uh, that's just such an important message that I think we always need to be reminded of and that I think some people need to hear pretty constantly. Um, and I'd love to know what inspired you to write this message. Well, Emily, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed the story of Jacob um, for years. There's so curiously not as much written about him as uh, other well-known, especially Old Testament characters. And I think the reason is we don't quite know what to do with him. It's easy to put Moses on the you know Mount Rushmore of the, of the Bible heroes uh, story. Uh, it's easy to elevate Daniel or admire Joseph. Uh, Jacob is a little... He, he kind of in my mind where he wears the you know the poker visor hat he 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 he's he's got got a, a trick up his sleeve um, he's working the system he's always going to make things turn out the way they need to turn out for him to win uh, 
And so we don't quite know what to do with Jacob. We don't know quite how to understand his story. Maybe that's why uh, not so much has been done with him. That could be to our impoverishment, however, because his story is our story, you know, uh, whereas we do make heroes out of Moses and Daniel and Joseph. Uh, we have a hard time aspiring. You know, who's going to prophesy like Daniel did or, or be elevated to prime minister like Joseph was? But we're all going to stumble and struggle like Jacob did. So I, I, I find great comfort in his story. Uh, he, he should have done better, it seems. He could have done better. It's sometimes hard to find redeeming aspects to certain chapters of his life. But... Uh, he, he speaks to that person who really does wonder if God can use someone like me. And uh, the answer is yes. I think it is um, so important, like, you, like the book focuses in on grace and mercy specifically. Um, and I think it'd be really important to define those terms as well, because I think they get used interchangeably a lot. Um, so what is the difference between grace and mercy? Well, mercy is when God does not give us the punishment that we deserve. When he interrupts us and delivers us from the consequences that we deserve. Grace is a broader picture, a, a bigger word that describes uh, God's choice to bless us with his kindness. So maybe mercy is interruption of consequence whereas grace is a blessing of providence it's a bigger word uh, grace is you know we're saved by grace in other words we're saved by God's choice to have kindness or treat us with favor uh, mercy is what happened to the prodigal son when he came back uh, he, he, he should have been punished by his father, but he wasn't. He did not have to endure the consequence of what he had done. In my mind, the words overlap quite a bit. You know, they overlap. That's why I think they appear in tandem a lot, grace and mercy. Uh, but if there is a distinguishable factor, it, it, might, it would be that, I think. I think a lot of people growing up, they struggle with the idea of God's grace and mercy and feel like... Um, you know, it's, they can't, they're not worthy of it or that they can't live in it. Um, and what would you say to someone who feels like they, you know, can't accept the grace that's been given to them? I, I think I would respond with a question and that would be, tell me why you find it difficult to believe. Um, because that answer to that question uh, would direct us down the right path for, for discussion. Uh could very well be they would say well God's grace is too good to be true um, it could be they would say well God's grace um, is for others and not me and by that they might mean that they have done things that they think are worse than anyone else um, could be that they they believe that God's grace is good but it's not there's, the other shoe's going to fall. There, there's some fine print somewhere. Uh, and they just don't trust it. It's, too, it's part of too good to be true, so they don't trust it. Um, you know, the bottom line, I think, Emily, is that we don't have a plan B. I mean, you know, you're talking here to, so you talk to me, I'm an, I'm an old converted drunk, and I was a mess, and I would never want any young woman to go out with a 20 or 21 year old version of me and and I I struggled to think God could forgive someone like me but I got to the point where I didn't have a plan B I mean if he doesn't forgive me I don't have a choice and sometimes that's the best place to be uh, it's like Peter after he denied Christ uh, he wept bitterly he was so despondent he had no defense, no justification. Uh, and yet when Christ came to him, uh, that was grace. And when Christ came to me, that was that was grace. Uh, I didn't have any other choice. I, I, I was so desperate that either he's going to forgive me or, you know, 
or I'm going to go uh, tumbling off the edge somehow in some life that's not going to be any good. Where do you see the elements of uh, grace and mercy and relentless love in Jacob's story specifically? It's on every page. It's on every page. Um, when he betrayed his brother, God could have cut him off, but he didn't. Uh, when he was stranded in the wilderness running away from his brother, God did not have to appear to him, but he did. Uh, when he went into hiding with uh, and, and lived with Laban God did not have to give him a beautiful wife but he gave him Rachel uh, when he woke up that day and was married to Leah instead of Rachel uh, God gave him the strength the grace to carry on uh, when he had children through two wives and two handmaidens that's complete disobedience to God's word and yet God still kept the lineage, the bloodline of Jesus alive through Judah. Uh, when he returned to face Esau for the first time, God had gone ahead and Esau forgave him and received him. When he wrestled with God in the mud of Jabbok, uh, how dare he think he could wrestle with God? But God met him and then God showed him by uh touching his hip, knocking his hip out of place, that God was sovereign, but that also God gave him a new name. And so story after story after story after story. Uh, even when he finally makes it back to Bethel and God reiterates the covenant that he had made first to Abraham, then to Isaac, and now to Jacob, he reiterates that no matter, yes, you've had this life that's in and out, up and down, but my covenant to you has never changed. This is the beauty of the Jacob story is that it keeps taking the emphasis off of Jacob or the person and places it on God. I remember when I reread it the last time, you know, after having preached all the sermons at the church and written the manuscript, I thought, I keep thinking Jacob's going to get his act together. You know, I keep thinking that he's going to rally. He's going to do like Peter. You know, he's going to he's going to come to his senses and preach on Pentecost, you know. Or he's going to be like Paul. Uh, Paul, you know, go, goes, goes into the mission field. He, he's going to have his moment. He really never does. I mean, he he uh, he never preaches that we know of. He never writes anything. He has a couple of prayers that are worth learning. But he's not that super saint that we might expect. But God uses him anyway. So I think that the story of grace is on every page of Jacob's story. And down deep, we find such great hope in that because we know we need God's grace on every page of our own. That was Max Licato. Make sure to uh, pre-order his upcoming book, God Never Gives Up On You, which releases September 12th, but you can pre-order it today. All right, stay tuned up next. Well, just stay tuned. You'll see. Normally, this is where I would tell you who you're listening to, this great artist, this great song. But uh, right now, third segment, we have a special guest, a song announcer. Please welcome to the show my kid who just started eighth grade, Cohen. Hey, so who are they listening to? Um, you're listening to The Hard Way by Sid Sriram. Yeah. <laughs> Sid Sriram. I gave him the hardest name to pronounce. So there you go. That's just good parenting, everybody. Uh, long-time listeners, I'm sorry for the jolt to your system that just happened by hearing Cohen's voice. You all remember when he was born, one of you, one of you named him, <laughs> like one of y'all named him or suggested the name Cohen. So uh, Cohen's growing up has been part of this show and now he um, has a deeper voice than his dad. So that's, that's great. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, Relevant Podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, so I told you at the beginning of the show, we had a little game at the end. It's not really a game. So a uh, little behind the scenes, Jesse had to leave. A little family v- vacay happened about five minutes ago. So Jesse had to bounce. But uh, what we wanted to do was we asked you guys, what would you, Marty was going to be on the show today. What would you want to ask Marty? That's mm. what we asked you on social media. You guys hit us up at Roland Podcast on Twitter X. And uh, here three are some responses. of the questions. Here we go. No, here are the questions. Here we go. So, Marty, you're in the hot seat. Ready? Okay, let's do it. What will you be like 10 years from now? Uh, man, I will be probably more handsome. I think I'm going to age well. I have I use this do app you? on why, TikTok. Why do you think? Wh- I use an okay. app on TikTok that tells you what you're going to look like in 10 years, and I look uh-huh. awesome. I look like Antonio Banderas. So, need to lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm going to look like a cool, older, handsome gentleman uh, with leather-bound books, the whole thing. I think is, I'm going to look great. So, I'm excited. Wait. TikTok, shout out to you for giving me that um, filter. 10 years? When are you buying the books to be ready for the 10 years being that person? They sell them as a whole. They sell the whole thing okay. as a whole. I'll Got just it. buy a mm-hmm. bulk prop, just a prior, set. Just, you know, as long as it's there. But yeah, so 10 years, I'll be 30. I'll be 45 in 10 years. And uh, man, I here's the thing. Like, Cam, I actually will use you as an example, right? Like, okay. that's what, if that's what 40s look like, we talked about this in the past, right? If, that, if you're what 40s yeah. look like, that's awesome, right? Because 40s look like different for our parents and every generation before that it's like the larry david thing larry david's like every generation gets better looking it's a very true fact you know like (laughs) we you look back and if you look at the world in reverse people age it's awful people just look like there's a plagues back then you know there's still stuff that's happening in florida right now is still happening you know in the 40s and black plague and like all these weird like leprosy came back in florida you know how that goes um should we tell them what should we tell them last week a study (laughs) came out that scientifically proves that every generation gets uglier and gen z is the ugliest generation yet no no absolutely not true have you seen some of the celebrities from the 30s and the 40s in the 50s side like look, here, here, you know what here's the problem with studies like that it's like we don't have photos have you seen the presidents have you seen john adams well the no that's teeth what man? people are pulling from is like high school like their grandparents high school yearbooks and they're like have you why seen did frazier these? when he started you know like uh <laughs> yeah, when he started on that one show cheers it's like, obviously have you seen not frazier? universal <laughs> It is interesting that, like, back in the 80s, like, 30-year-olds looked 50. That is true. Not ugly, per se, but they looked older. And so, 40s now, I say that to say, Emily, the 40s now is going to look really good. And 50s now look great, too. I got a while before my 40s. That's what I'm saying. Like, when we get older, we're going to look better. We're going to age better. We're going to just age like wine. Some people, though... They age like milk, and so then I highly recommend get some surgery, get some get some things going on, get the the face thing. Like I'm all for it. I always think about how Steve Martin looks. He's looked the same age for the yes. last forty years. He's sixty when yeah. he was twenty eight, and he looks sixty. Yeah, Keith yeah, yeah. Richards, another person, the only man that <laughs> even death couldn't kill. That man looked young his whole life. So my point is this: we or he looked old his whole life. But my point is this: we. I definitely, you look at, I think that we are most likely the most altered generation. Like, there's more plastic mm. surgery and more, like, yeah. apps that make you look cool and six-pack. I think that, so we're the, definitely the most insecure generation. But let me tell you something. I live in California, mm. and I've lived in Miami, and I feel like the most, the best-looking people, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. I, there's nobody right now that I'm right. like, wow, that person's good-looking. I'm like, you, I've seen you in ten forms of you. Right. I've seen, right. you know, I, I feel like, guys, let's be honest. We've met so many people in our life. We've seen forms right. of people. I, I know it's weird, but right. like when you travel, you just do. And so I've seen it all. And I'm going to tell you something. 
people are really good looking nowadays and in the 80s and 90s I mean you had to be you there were people who looked amazing back like you look at some of the old celebrities back in the 90s they are good looking but you had to be like really good looking to be a celebrity back then now everyone could be good looking everyone looks like a celebrity everyone looks like a freaking star everyone's got their lips done and their nose done and their body and they look they're all skinny and crap and they they do keto and you know what I'm saying they eat like grape and block of cheese every week I get it I did not anticipate a nine minute answer to that question here we go to the next one if you could Marty if you could shop for for Jesse. Mm-hmm. If you could shop for free at one store, which would you choose? Man, I mean, obviously, I've I've already been processed this question. I thought about it, so it's going to be Publix. I'm going to get food. That's it. Guess what? Now I have food for That's life. Such and, a good answer. You know, I'm giving food to the poor. It's all free. Everyone's getting free everything. I don't need clothes. Do we really need clothes? Like, I, I, yeah. I can wear. I am a. I'm. I don't buy sneakers. All my shirts are twenty dollars. I don't have any designer. I get a lot of the hats are given to me, and I I wear um, Birkenstocks pretty much with long white socks all day. I look like a like a like a gangster, like an essay type thing. I think people think I could possibly be an essay. I wear high white socks, you know. So I like it. Uh, is the silent treatment a method you use when angry? No, 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 no. I three white three three wing four. You said that's the thing that um, I think so. Yeah. So, I think so. for me. Uh, no, I, I'm very confrontate. I love confrontation. That's a fun thing about me. I love to have hard. I, people run from hard is conversations. Fun? Is that a fun thing? I love is it. that a fun thing about I you? I love it because okay. you never know what's going to happen. And also, I think it's because when I was like 18, I worked at Nordstrom and I was in HR, so I was jolted so much by having these really tough conversations <laughs> at like 19. I was I couldn't even drink yet, and I'm telling this 45 year old guy he got fired because he decided to go to the woman's bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just adult <laughs> oh conversation. I had, to grow up really quick. I had to grow up really quick. So I will say that um, I like confrontation my wife she'll she'll be like alright we'll talk about it later and that is hard for me to like put a button and stuff and wait I like to I'm a very confrontational guy can I say you go now yeah, yeah. I was just checked I get yeah. it alright have you ever been bullied yes that's the next question yes bullied a lot in school uh, I got bullied a lot in elementary school and then eventually I just had it and um, one guy was bullying my sister and I jumped on him like Christmas story said fudge Good. all the words I had to and I beat beat him up and then from there I realized like when people get punched in the face they act different and so that revolutionized my life if you get punched in the face it doesn't matter how tough you are like it, it hurts and so and also to be completely honest with you I had some uncles who were a part of some uh some very notorious criminal organizations and so like I always had people fight for me and I didn't like that so I remember one time I, was, I think I told the story before but I was getting bullied in my neighborhood and my uncle's like I got you and he gets in his Cadillac and I was like wait a second I'm like 12 I'm like my uncle's gonna kill this kid cause my uncle is like a pro- <laughs> my uncle had a tattoo right here of a it literally said um, Chino and it was a picture of like a cause he would sell heroin to like gangs and stuff so they had like tattoos that would symbolize like his position and his gang like it was like very official like very like very weird so I always had people fight for me but I remember punching this kid in the face and he no longer was a problem so hey kids if you're out there and you're struggling with the bully you punch him right in the face and um, he won't be a problem anymore and if he fights back listen you guys will be friends afterwards like it was a good fight right it was pretty cool and that's how it really works alright two left here we go how are your problem solving skills oh, um, I don't know why somebody wants to know that um, but they want to know I'm amazing I'm the best problem solver there is. and when I whenever I do like job applications like people want to hire me for like consulting and music work and stuff like that like hey can you help me like what do you do I'm like I'm a problem solver that is all I do let me just solve and that's sometimes what people want to hear I just want to I solve problems alright last one what do you hoard Uh, Beanie Babies for sure Beanie Babies yeah, you talked about that last time you I were I heard them because I feel like one day they'll be valuable, and I have all the original seven. And so. you're right. They will be. I have like a have chest Have you seen full the new movie with Zach Galifianakis? I got, there's two movies that just came out. Is that the yeah. same one? Sorry. Zach Galifianakis is the one with uh, another girl that just came out Apple. Apple. Is that the same one? Apple TV Plus, The Beanie Bubble. Yeah, I That's just watched it. That's the same one? Yeah. Is it good? Oh. Uh, I okay. was with somebody right. watching it, and the person said, "Let's change this it." Movie's kind of boring. Yeah. yeah, let's watch the yeah. beer it's run. Fine. Let's watch beer run fine. with Zac Efron, where he has his shirt off the whole time. We see a six pack. <laughs> let's watch that instead. Done. Let's do that. I'll watch that. Yeah. Let's see, horde beanie babies. All right. Well, there you go. Those are your answers to your questions that you sent in. Thanks a lot, Marty. Always.
Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Max Licato for joining us today. Make sure to check out his upcoming book, God Never Gives Up on You, which releases next month, September 12th. But you can pre-order it today. Um, It's worth the pre-order. You should go do that. Also, make sure to check out the summer issue of Relevant. It is out now. You can click the magazine tab at relevantmagazine.com. We have a great cover story with Lauren Daigle. We have amazing artists, think pieces, faith leaders. You don't want to miss it. It's available for free. If you feel like paying for your content, (laughs) if you feel like a better content experience is worth paying for, and there's no ads, and it's premium, and there's an enhanced... It's all enhanced. Check out Relevant Plus. You get a premium enhanced version of the digital magazine. You also get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com. You get an ad-free version of this podcast and a weekly subscriber podcast as well. Um, We're going to be adding more to the Relevant Plus membership uh, throughout the fall, so you don't want to miss out on that. Plans start as low as $250 a month. You can find out all the information at the website by clicking the Relevant Plus tab. Also, if you like the music on this show, like Sid Sriram, which is a very hard name to pronounce, and the song is called The Hard Way, um, you can find it all by uh, subscribing to the Heard on the Relevant Podcast playlist over on Spotify. We also have a hip-hop, worship, and indie playlist that we update weekly as well. Go check those out. Also, make sure to follow us on all the socials. We're posting all day, every day on Threads and X, Twitter, and Facebook and Instagram stories and sometimes other places as well where either Relevant Magazine or Relevant on all the platforms. Okay, on that note, I will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Emily Brown. And I'm Marty. And for Jesse Carey, who's enjoying a family vacation. We'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com You're gardening. You're minding your own business. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.